Welcome to the Strongest Self Podcast, where we redefine what it means to be strong and healthy. I'm your host, Zach Bruckner, along with Steve Murray, and our passion is helping you find your strongest self through all things fitness, health, and wellness. With so much information surrounding the health and fitness field today, it can be hard to filter through what is real and what isn't. It's time to learn the truth about how keeping your body moving well, feeling energized, and being resilient to injury is the foundation for your fitness now and for the rest of your life. Listen in with us each week and take one step closer to finding your strongest self. Yo, so what's up, Steve? What's going going on, on, man? How you doing? Good. Hanging in there during quarantine. Yeah, man. Um, So... We're just kicking this uh, Strongest Self podcast off here, episode number one. Um, we're going to go over a bunch of quarantine hacks. You know, we're, we're doing this podcast during the um, mandated shelter in place. Uh, but before we get into all that, we just want to do a couple or a quick intro of who we are, your hosts. Uh, I'm Zach Bruckner and Steve Murray right here. Um, so Steve, if you want to go first, why don't you go ahead and just take, take a minute and kind of introduce yourself, who you are, um, what you do. Yeah, sure. What's up, guys? My name's Steve Murray. I've been a personal trainer for six years now. Um, I love working with different personalities as well as different fitness goals. Um, I think every individual is unique and different, and I love adapting to those uh, individual needs and personalities. Um, I think everything that we do in the gym benefits everything we do outside of the gym um, from just a functional standpoint and also just a discipline standpoint. Um, so I try to play into that. Uh, I love working with all age ranges. Um, I treat everyone like an athlete. I think everyone's an athlete. And so we'll do a lot of performance-based training. Um, you know, whether you're a basketball player or a football player, or, you know, you're staying at home where you're moving around, or if you have kids, you're going to be working in all three planes of motion. You're going to be working unilaterally. You're going to be working upper, lower core. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about who I am and uh, who I like to work with. I, I really enjoy personal training. I love my job. I love connecting with people. Um, right now during quarantine, I almost feel like guilty because I really do feel guilty when I'm not working yeah. with um, yeah, I man. Just feel like <laughs> I just feel like they get better when they're when they're in the gym and I like to be I like to be a part of that. For um, sure. So, yeah, Zach, I'll let you go. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's a lot of similarities in uh, not only what we do, you know, but why we do it also. Um, but I've been I've been training for four years now, um, personal training. I've been a nutrition coach for the last two years. Um, and I also kind of philosophically, I guess, about training, believe the same kind of things that Steve does and um, that everybody's a little bit an athlete. And um, there are kind of certain principles of, of uh, exercise that that really do cross over into your daily life and can benefit you no matter who you are. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, the functional aspect you were referring to, Steve. Totally. Um, yeah, so um, I really enjoy training athletes as well as um, anybody else, people who have injuries or limitations and figuring out how to you know, um, get them to work around those in the gym so that they can become overall stronger and eventually you know, maybe not even have those limitations at all them back um so really just looking at it from a quality of life perspective so i guess that's kind of my 
perspective on training, that's, that's always my number one kind of goal. And if anything impedes on that, I know, you know, we're probably moving too fast or doing something that's um, a step out of the line. Um, so that's kind of who I am. Um, and we kind of got together um, during this mandated shelter in place. Um, you know, we're yeah. trainers, so we work a lot, you know, 50 hours probably at least at the gym more. Right. Um, so it's always something I've kind of always wanted to do is sit down and like do a, do a podcast. Um, so here we are, you know what I mean? And, um, I don't know, Steve, if you want to kind of speak on a little bit on the message and the reason behind this podcast and why, Yeah, I mean, I I feel the same way. I've always wanted to start a podcast and we are busy seeing one-on-one clients and you do a lot of group fitness training as well, small group training. Um, so it's always been on like the back of my mind is just having the time and the organization to do it. And then when this, whole thing started it's like oh we have a lot more free time it's like so i kind of yeah. jumped on a, a few different things i'm doing a lot more online training and um the podcast you reached out to me and suggested it and i was like totally on board about it so um i think the more the message and the goal of the podcast is just to help our clients and listeners out there who you know i see a client for one two three hours a week some people once every two weeks, you know, depending on their goals and how much they travel and all that. I think it's just a way to stay connected with them and a good reminder for them when they're not in the gym with us to uh, live a healthy lifestyle. And hopefully they can take away some, some tips or pieces of advice or practical um, information that they can apply, you know, right into their daily lives, something that can assist them. So it's just basically an extension of our training, hopefully. Yeah, man, definitely. I'd have to agree. Um, my hope is that, you know, all my clients um, kind of listen into this. So it's just another way that they can experience that kind of guidance and that coaching outside of uh, one-on-one or small group sessions in the gym. Um, and then also beyond that, you know, um, potentially reaching people who maybe don't have the resources to train or aren't in the area um, right. close by with us. Um, that they can still kind of get some information and value totally. um, on their approach to living healthier, um, incre- improving their quality of life, reaching their fitness goals, um, whatever they may be. So I think that's kind of our reason behind this podcast, Strong as Self, um, to kind of help you figure out, you know, what's that path look like and help you define what it means to be strong and the reason behind, behind why you're even doing all this exercise and committing all this time to it um, yeah. just to help you kind of guide through that. 100%. And I think everyone can be their strongest self. I, there's a, you know, a misnomer out there that you have to be this big, strong athlete to get right. strong. But I've trained so many people who are in like middle age or maybe I never picked up a dumbbell in their whole life. And, you know, we just started small with stabilization stuff and built some confidence, you know, two, three, four years later, they're, you know, crushing it deadlifting like you know 300 plus pounds and they're you're keeping up with their kids on the weekend and they're doing more hikes than they ever done um so it is truly everyone is truly different and everyone has a different starting point and everyone has a different journey but everyone is 100 capable of achieving their strongest self definitely man that's why i reached out to you you know i think we have very similar um kind of approaches to that so this is an awesome duo. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, if you don't have anything else to say, let's let's jump right into uh, the topic that we're going to kind of uh, approach today. Let's um, do it. Quarantine hacks. 
So everyone's sheltered in place now for this is going to be like three weeks, three weeks today, I think in uh, New Jersey. That's where we are. Um, Four? Three? Is it, is it three? We, we can't even keep track right now. <laughs> My time I, is all over the place. Is it three Sunday, or, Monday, Wednesday? Three or four. Three or four, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we kind of wanted to hop on here and um, give everyone, give all our listeners some, just some tips, um, some things that we've been doing, um, maybe some problems that, that we've heard our clients or um, we've had ourselves, and just kind of try and help you through this time where everything's jumbled up and different. Yeah. What's, uh, what's been like something that you've, uh, an obstacle that you've come across or that a client's reached out to you about that you've helped them solve so far? Sure. So, um, well, one thing I noticed is some, some clients, a lot of my clients, uh, mostly I think those who have kids in their house, um, they're strapped for time now, you know, mm-hmm. they were strapped for a time maybe before, but right now it's, um, it's a different animal living, living in the house right now, um, being sheltered in place with a couple kids. And then there's the people who like myself, um, who don't have kids and I have a lot more time. So I think for the people who find they don't have a lot of time, it's, um, having kind of a plan and carving some time out sometime in the day where you can, um, just move, dedicate some time to just moving, exercising, whatever that might be. Um, so that's a big one. Um, yeah. is like just organizing that time. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I think you, you definitely have to make it a priority at the beginning of the week or the beginning of the day, carve out time, like you were saying. And people, sometimes people ask me like, what's a better time to work out in the morning or the night. And I'm always, I, my answer is always a time that you won't skip. Yeah. So, if you have to wake up in the morning, you have to help with the kids, get them on virtual, you know, school, you, you, you have to go to work, all that, like you have to go in the other room, lock yourself in there and you have meetings all day. Like maybe you're better off doing it in the evening or at a lunch break, even if it's 10 to 30 minutes and you're taking a jog outside, maybe you have one dumbbell, one kettlebell, um, you can do a whole circuit with that. On the other spectrum, if you're more type A and you like to be a little bit more organized, I would just wake up a little bit earlier, maybe the time that you would commute to work. Take that time. Again, lock yourself in the basement, lock yourself in your room, <laughs> the bathroom, find a corner of the house. Yeah. Take that that dumbbell, that that kettlebell. If you don't have it, there's plenty of options out there to work with body weight and, and get moving. Try to Try to do all the basic moving patterns, you know squat, hinge, lunge, push, press, carry, rotations. Um, and, and really, it, it doesn't have to be too long. You don't have to be like this crazy gym goer. But, you know, that sets that time sets the table literally and figuratively for the rest of your day. I mean, if you take care of yourself first, then you can be more available to, you know, be present with your kids, be present with your significant other. Um, I think it really sets the tone. But again, like you said, it all starts with writing down that plan and having that priority in place before you go ahead and do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, a couple of things you said that, that I want to uh, touch on again is, um, you know, making it that priority, you know, we always preach, um, you know, before this quarantine happened that, you know, fitness is something that you want to prioritize because it will make everything else in your life easier and better. Um, Mm -hmm you know, from a stress 
standpoint to um, an injury prevention standpoint, so on and so forth, to being able to, you know, take that run with your kids or um, with your significant other, whatever it is. Um, and this is not a time to let that go. No. Um, so that's one thing is, you know, taking the time and prioritizing, maybe scheduling out your day. Um, that can be a big help because everyone's daily schedule and their habits and routine right now are all, they're all different unless you're used to working from home. But even so, um, you probably have more people um, bunker down with you than Absolutely. you're used to. Um, so it's that, um, don't overcomplicate it. Like you said, um, it doesn't have to be complicated. This is about just keeping yourself moving, keeping yourself active, um, so that you can reap those physical and mental, uh, benefits, you know, get some of that built up energy out in a constructive way. Um, mm. so like you said, just going through the basic movement patterns. And then, um, another thing that I've been telling my clients is, you know, it doesn't have to be an hour block of time, 90 minutes of time that you might normally train. Um, but you can break up your workouts into little 10, 15 minute chunks through the day. Yeah. Little micro workouts. Yeah. Like go on a little walk outside for 15 minutes, um, come in and do, you know, sets of, uh, squats and pushups, uh, lunges, whatever it's going to be. That's um, a good idea. Also depending on what equipment you have or just setting like, a goal for the day. All right, today I'm going to do upper body stuff. Mm -hmm. So by the end of today, I'm going to do a hundred pushups, 50 pull-ups, whatever it's going to be. Um, and you just kind of take it off through the day. You know, you're still getting that volume in. Um, but it's not, maybe it's a little easier to squeeze in that way. You can do chunk it out and even, you know, five minute intervals. For sure. Yeah. The last week, one day I had a, uh, my goal for the day was to a hundred kettlebell swings. And like you were saying, it was throughout right. the day. So I put the kettlebell in front of my kitchen, like in front of the pantry. So like every time I walked by it, I had to do 10 swings. Yeah. So yeah. I got my pull up bar right there. You can see it in the, <laughs> the entrance to my kitchen. So I do the same thing. I'm like, All right, I'm going to do like, like 10 pull ups <laughs> every time I like walk under it or whatever. Crushing kettlebell swings every time I went to the kitchen. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what are you doing? I'm just like, just trying to keep moving. Just trying to keep it going. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, so you were saying, you know, map out the day, make a goal of what you're going to do that day, like upper body. Um, with all these, like, and this is something we can dive more into detail about, but there's so many, like, push-up challenges going around. And Dude, when you sick think of, of seeing them all. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when, you, um, when you think of, like, body weight exercises, the first one that comes up is push-up. Um, people's like shoulders, I feel like are going to fall off Everyone's right now. Everyone's so done many pushups. three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are some, I mean, I'll go first, I guess, but I guess some of the ways that I've been hitting the, and having my clients hit upper body posterior chain, if they do not have any exercise equipment and yeah. they don't want to pull up or, or if they can't even do a pull up, right. some of the stuff I've been having them do is like, um, like a, uh, a prone Superman. Right. Where they hold the top and kind of retract their hands down and then mm -hmm. go back into that a couple times. Um, another one would be, I mean, there's so many hacks too on Instagram. I've tried a few where you're like, you put like two uh, pillow sheets into a door and then like shut the yeah. door. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that one too. Like that one's pretty a, cool. An inverted row on those guys. Or you could just do like an isometric hold at the top if it's too easy. Um, another one would be like to, to fill up your, um, your duffel bag or your gym bag with like a bunch of clothes or a, a bunch of heavy stuff 
you could do single arm bent over rows. Um, so you could do, you could do a whole bunch of stuff there, but it's super important to hit the upper body posterior chain as well, because we both know if you're getting super tactical ratio of pulling to pushing should be three to one, three being the pulling one being the pushing and everyone's just totally loading up their anterior upper yeah. body. And we still want to hit the posterior. What, what are some ways that you've been telling your clients or ways that you've been hitting the posterior chain? Yeah, man, I saw that, um, that post on Instagram with the, uh, the couple of bed sheets, yeah. um, over the door. I thought that was awesome. That's pretty, it actually works. It works. It works. Well. It works really well. Um, and it's a great way because, you know, in body weight training, that's one of the hardest things to do is, is get a, an effective, uh, pulling movement for your upper body. Um, if you don't have anything to kind of grip and pull yourself up. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I was a big fan, big fan of the uh, backpack or the duffel bag and using that as a load to do bent over rows or single arm rows. Um, that's a great way to hit the upper back. Um, I've even seen, you know, just grabbing like a broomstick or something or a towel and stretching it out. Like you said, doing those supermans, yeah. um, but pulling behind your back or right into your chest, almost like you're doing like a pull down. Um, but just having something to hold between your hands allows you to create a little more tension and you can just activate some of those back muscles a little more too. Yeah, um, it's like a standing like band dislocate. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have bands even, even better, I mean, that's, that's been a huge thing for me. I don't have a lot of equipment. I just have a, I have a kettlebell, um, my on it kettlebell, um, 70 pounds, which is awesome to have something that weight. Yeah. That's so cool. And then a couple of adjustable dumbbells. Uh, I got a 20 pound medicine ball and, um, and then I just have bands. Um, but with those bands, man, I can make all those weights feel, you know, twice as heavy, three times as heavy, totally. um, by grabbing the right band and setting up the right way. So that's, if you don't have a set of bands already, man, that, that would be a, a big thing, a huge thing to help you at home, just get some different angles, keep your training kind of still creative and, um, without getting, and I think bands still, you can still. Amazon still like not, they still have those. Like you would still get them. I know dumbbells yeah. and dumbbells are like, you know, if you, if you didn't jump on it day one, you, this thing is going to be over by the time you get those in the mail. Like they're just backed up. Um, so I won't even bother ordering at this point with, with the dumbbells and kettlebells, unless you plan to use, I mean, it's never bad to have those things in your house right. anyway, but don't order. I don't know. I wouldn't order some like crazy pieces of equipment that you're only going to use for, you know, this time that we're quarantined and then the gym opens and it just collects dust up in your attic. Yeah. One of my clients was, um, asking me, he was going to get this whole like total gym rack thing. It was like, I don't know, like 2000 bucks, something like that. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those, like you got the cable towers on it. You can set it up for like a bench, um, pull downs, rows, you know, virtually, you know, whatever, however many pieces of equipment it says it is like 50 in one kind of thing. Right. Um, and I just told him, I was like, dude, you know, how long is that going to take to ship? And then you got to set it up and then, um, you got to figure out good routines with that piece of equipment and the gym might be open by that time. Or, um, are you even going to use it when the gym is open? Yeah. Um, so I just told him, you know, look for just a couple, couple free weights, a couple dumbbells, maybe a kettlebell. He's got a bunch of bands. I was like, dude, with that stuff, you'll be. Um, I think a bench too, I told him to look into and I told him with that, you'll be, you know, you have more than enough to, um, get by and you'll use that. Yeah. And you'll still use it afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Oh, speaking of the rows, that, that I know we both po posted something about this, but the uh, uh, inverted yeah. rows at the end of a table work. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough on the forums. Very tough. Tough on the forums, but it's nice. It offers a little extra grip strength on doing, there. It's hard to get like more than ten because your forums you're just holding with your yeah. fingers, depending on yeah. what your table's like. But I was doing more of like at the top position, I would do like an isometric hold for a good 10 seconds and then do like a five second eccentric count on the way down. And then maybe just do three reps like that. And then split that into like more sets. Instead of doing like three sets, I would do like five or six sets of three reps, but those long reps. Cause that's another thing that we don't have access to is like heavy weight. And yeah. one of the ways to still get that, you know, muscle tear sensation is the uh, time under tension. So you take, yeah. you take one rep and you turn, and as opposed to like a quick rep, you turn that rep into like a good 10 second rep. You're going to get that same muscle building, like muscle tear feel as, I mean, that's the closest thing you're going to get to without lifting like super heavy weight with just body weight. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I've been prescribing all my clients, you know, the workouts that I've been giving them, um, a lot of them have been just body weight or kind of with random objects, uh, objects around the house like we were talking about. And I always prescribe them tempo when we're in the gym and then especially now. Because um, if you're not controlling these reps um, and you just have body weight to work with or, you know, very minimal equipment, um, it's going to be real tough to make some of these workouts challenging enough for you for them to really make that much of a difference. Um, so if you're working with very minimal equipment, um, you got to really look at tempo, time under tension, um, yeah. and just, yeah, make those reps last. Especially, I mean, there's only two ways to do it. It's like increase the reps or time under tension, make the reps longer. And like some yeah. people, I mean, you're going to have to do like 100 air squats to get, you know? Yeah. So, all right, we got to. Yeah, joints are going to feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So, um, yeah, definitely. So that's one thing. Um, paused reps are another really good thing. Just isometric holds like you were talking about at the top or bottom positions. Um, um, another way is, you know, doing some things maybe more explosive with speed, mm. with more power, um, you know, doing squat jumps, um, you know, doing lunge jumps, doing dynamic effort push-ups or, you know, plyo push-ups, um, things like that, that can have you challenge that workout or that, that movement pattern a little bit more um, mm -hmm. without the extra equipment or extra weight. Yeah, that's super important because you're, you're obviously training the fast twitch muscles there, some explosive stuff. And I've read a couple things where, you know, your muscle mass takes longer to deteriorate and go away if, you know, you're not lifting heavy weights. But the thing that goes away quicker is your power and explosiveness. Yeah. So you can keep those things a lot. I mean, there's plenty of ways. One of the ways I've been telling clients to do is like, jump squats yeah like huge I mean, man when you like sit on that your couch and and yeah. you know do a jump squat from a uh from a dead start from your couch you know do 20 of those twice a week once a week right. that's it it just a little bit is is plenty right and you know even if you if you did uh like i did a workout the other day i mean i'm fortunate enough to have a 16 kilo kettlebell 235 dumbbells but i was doing like a single arm dumbbell snatch. So I do like six per arm and that rest a good three minutes. Then I do like a, a kettlebell snatch in each hand for like two each. Then I'd rest two minutes and then I would do like five jump squats. But during those jump squats, I was going like 110%. Yeah. 
right. as opposed to doing like 20, like at 70%, I was going yeah. all out, getting a full uh, recovery period to fully replenish those fast twitch muscles. And then I would give up 100% for six sets. Yeah. I, I got a really good training effect from it. Definitely, man. Yeah, it's, it's all about your intention behind it. Um, and just like, you know, if we were in the gym, you need to have that kind of routine and that plan down, you know, what, what's going to be the effort and the intention behind the exercise that we do today? Is it going to be dynamic effort? Mm -hmm. Um, are we trying to work on strength, stability, upper body? Are we working on, um, you know, aerobic conditioning, um, sprinting, you know, whatever that's going to be. So having that plan and that structure kind of laid out throughout the week and knowing what you're going to do. Um, just like you would, if we were in the gym still, you just yeah. have to kind of modify the exercises that you're prescribing. Um, but you still want, you still want the intention behind each session, um, yeah. to be the same. Right. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to keep it the same workout every day. Yeah. It becomes bland. You'll become boring. Plus some muscle groups will get overworked, but you also want too much variety, right? So then it becomes hokey and kind of all over the place. Yeah. So where's that medium ground? And for people at home, it's, I always been say it's like stick to the basics and then split it up. So if you're doing lower body squat dominant movements, so you're thinking, you're thinking squats, you're thinking lunges, you're thinking step ups, right? I mean, we're not even talking about unilateral or, you know, frontal plane or transverse plane yet. I'm just talking about sagittal plane squats, bilateral, you know, a lunge is a unilateral movement, like a forward or reverse lunge and like a mm -hmm. step up. So maybe you focus on those three exercises and I'm just talking super uh, general, like start standard. If you're at home, I would stick, say, say you did those three exercises on Monday or variations of them, you know, come Tuesday, you're like, you don't want to do that same exact thing. So maybe we hit some upper body push movements, take any type of overhead press with any sort of item in your house, any sort of push up variation, right? I mean, those, those ones are more easy. And then it's like, all right, Wednesday's here. I'm going to do lower body again, but I already did the squats, lunges, and step ups. Oh, that's more anterior, right? More quad dominant. How am I going to hit the hamstrings and the glutes, which are actually bigger muscles? Um, so that's a, that's, that's, this is what I've been describing to a lot of clients is like um, hams, hamstring curls with like two towels, you know, in yeah. the prone position or on your back, um, yeah. really isolating those hamstrings. Um, I've been doing a ton of like single leg glute bridges uh, yeah. or, or just glute bridges in general. Um, yeah, dude, hip thrusters just off like yeah. that, your couch with like a duffel bag or something over your lap. Yeah. And single leg deadlifts are huge. Single one. leg deadlifts. Or even like a, if you, if you don't have weight, like a, you can get a really good hamstring glute effect from like a kickstand deadlift, which is body weight. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super Just like a stagger stance kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. definitely, man. And even if you have like two soup cans, you can use those on either end of your hands and just go down with those. And maybe you're doing Do a lot of reverse lies for leg. Mm. Um, but yeah, so maybe that's Wednesday and then it's like, all right, upper body pull movements. We'd already push ones on Thursday. And we talk about all those row variations that we talked about earlier. Right. And then Thursday comes, you're like, oh, maybe I'll do some cardio today. You schedule a run or a walk. Um, but yeah. I think you've got to think about it from a program perspective week by week and look at it like that. Otherwise, you're going to end up doing the same workout every single day. Yeah, it's going to get boring real fast. Also, your joints. Your joints are just going to like be aching from all the reps. Yeah. So I think it's you got to be careful of um, just like, 
crushing too much volume mm. in, in favor of, you know, making sure your joints are feeling good um, and finding other ways to challenge your body. Um, since most of us are limited to just overall absolute load. Um, and then recognize that there's also a ton of other ways um, to improve your fitness other than just like that, that brute strength um, and that you're not going to lose muscle. Um, if you, you know, stay active that you can actually work on these other components of fitness, like, you know, your aerobic capacity, uh, maybe your mobility, if you have some weak points there or just maintaining it at least, um, you know, your power, we talked about that, your power, your explosiveness, you don't want to lose that. So doing some sprinting, um, some jumping, something explosive, kettlebell swings, if you have access to that, um, you know, focusing on maybe recovery. So how do you recover? Can you recover better? Um, and any other weak points you have, you know, I would say like we touched on a couple points, making sure definitely that you're maintaining your posterior chain you know, your upper back, your glutes, your hamstrings. Um, you don't want those getting weak on you right now, especially since most of us are probably sitting down a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, all right, I do, if I'm more quad dominant, I do a lot of, a lot of squats, a lot of lunges, a lot of step ups. It's like, maybe I should work on, like you said, my weakness, hams, more hamstring or hip dominant stuff. Let's train the glutes, mm -hmm. let's train the hamstrings. Cause those are the big metabolic drivers as we know. And that's going to have a huge carryover to, when you go for your run or when you go for your walk, because as we know, glutes pay, play a role of absorbing shock. So when you step, if your glutes aren't trained properly, then like eventually the hips are going to take that load. And then eventually the low back's going to take that load. And then you're going to run into some kind of acute pain that's going to last for a while. And, you know, you're going to get to the point where you go to get help. Maybe you see a trainer or you go to physical therapy and what do they always start doing? It's like, all right, let's start strength training your glutes that starts strength training your core but if you can get on get on top of that stuff now and build good habits now you can prevent a lot of those issues from happening yeah a lot of what it takes to keep those areas up is you can do a body weight you know that's usually how we start someone in the gym is like when when they need to the basics you start them with body weight hip bridges band pull-aparts um you know supermans you know planks things like that and that's all you really need just a little bit of that to keep that stuff up. Um, and if you're really more advanced than that, then you, you can get into some of those odd object loading patterns um, or loading those patterns with those odd objects a little bit more um, using tempo, using pauses, things like that. And then having that plan, you know, I think yeah. if you have that stuff, um, you're pretty set. Get through a lot, and it's pretty. I mean, you have to be active and stay motivated too. Like maybe surround yeah. yourself, follow a couple trainers on Instagram, maybe listen to a couple fitness podcasts, or like even reach out to trainers. There's so many trainers that are willing to jump in, or even have discounted online training now. It's like yeah. you need the extra motivation. Just just surround yourself with it. It's it's really not that hard. I think the first step is to seek out and just ask guidance because at that point you've already made the decision to be better and to be healthy. But I mean, it's, it's great having someone to guide you. You can jump over a couple obstacles that you may have taken on your own. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like you were saying, um, having that guidance. I know that you're doing a lot of videos about um, tips and tricks uh, for workouts. Um, you're doing a lot of Instagram live workouts and everything too. Um, I've done a few posts um, since the quarantine started 
Um, not so much in the last week. I actually got really distracted with setting this podcast up, but I'm going to get back to it. All right. Um, but yeah, so there's definitely a lot of people out there who are putting out a lot of content who want to keep their followers um, and the people who are influenced by them active um, and healthy and strong. Um, but I just want to remind everyone, you know, this is, it's a time to, um, you can come out of this with some improvements in your fitness if you have the right kind of mental approach. Totally. Um, and a little bit of guidance, like we said. Um, you know, for me, one thing I know I can improve on is um, my aerobic capacity. And, you know, that doesn't take more than just getting outside, running, um, doing something with one um, – one piece of equipment, you know, if you have access to like a bike or a row or anything like that, or a treadmill, um, or just doing some body weight movements, you know, but I can make progress on that without yeah. the use of a gym. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And so that would be like an outcome goal. And what would be some like behavior goals that you would set up for yourself to reach that, that outcome goal? Yeah. So, um, comes back to kind of like setting, setting that, uh, schedule, um, and having it, you know, within my weekly plan to spend time working on that. Um, and it's yeah, like, been easier now than, than ever actually. Cause it's like, you know, the weather's now it's nice. Last week it was all right. It wasn't so good, but the weather's overall been pretty good. Um, so it's been nice to be able to get out of the house and kind of an excuse to get some sunshine. Yeah. Um, I think it's as simple as like writing it down though. And being yeah. Like, I'm going to, Oh yeah, definitely. I'm going to run three miles on Tuesday and then I'm going to walk five miles on Thursday. And then you have it down. You, you put the, there's something about putting the pencil, the paper to the pen where it sticks in your mind more and really cements it. And then you just take it week by week. And then maybe the next week you run five miles and walk six, you know, you have to work on those behavior skills week by week. And then before you know it, those lead to the outcome goal of, whoa, my aerobic conditioning is so much better um, coming out of quarantine. Definitely, man. Yeah. You kind of just have to like take a step back, look at your, your fitness, you know, figure out what your weak points are maybe. And, and then come up with a plan of attack. You know, how can you improve those using what you have around you and what does that plan look like? And if you need help, um, I know that both of us are more than willing and to kind of put our two cents in, um, if you know what equipment you have and what you kind of where you are and what you want to do. So you can reach out to us for sure. Um, if you have questions Absolutely. about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, no, like from you, you said maybe a weakness of yours with aerobic, like aerobic conditioning. I would say not a weakness, but like definitely my weakest link. And during this time it's harder. It's just the nutrition. Yeah. Like you're talking about four pillars or five pillars, stress management, fitness, sleep, hydration, and nutrition. I have, mm all the other four down pretty well. My nutrition isn't terrible, but I love snacking at night. Like I love going <laughs> to the fridge, grabbing like a beer, or like recently it's been Klondike's. Um, mm. I don't beat myself up about it or anything like that because, you know, I almost need to that little break in order to stay consistent with the other things. I'd rather be, you know, pretty consistent 80% of the time with everything for a long period of time as opposed to being like 100% compliant with, being optimal and then failing the other 40% of the time in the long run. Yeah. But um, definitely something for me that's helped a lot with like the snacking at night is just not focusing on, and I tell my clients this a lot. It's like, 
or if you struggle snacking at night or drinking too much alcohol this week, we're not going to focus on not drinking, you know, not doing a certain behavior. We're not going to eat this. We're not going to eat cookies. It's more going to be like, what are you going to replace it with and more focus on that? So this week I'm going to drink more flavored seltzer or even more specifically this week, I'm going to have two flavored seltzers a night. And you don't even talk about the other thing. Two reasons when you focus on like not doing something, most likely you're going to end up doing it because it's like, right. I, can't, I can't do it. There's like a negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think per- personalities come into play with that. But yeah, go oh, ahead. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And then when you do do it, it reinforces that feeling of failure. So you're kind of not really setting yourself up for success. Um, so I, I like to focus on things that I am going to be doing that week. And it doesn't have that like daunting task ahead of me. It's more like a positive thing where it's like, oh, I, I'm just doing this. This is what I'm doing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think another key thing there that you said is, um, being able to replace your habit or, or, um, whatever thing you're going to eat with something else. That's not as, not as much of a negative, um, detriment to your health. Um, so, you know, instead of having that beer, having that seltzer option that if you don't think about that first, if you don't premeditate that and have that plan, um, you're going to, you know, default back to your old behavior. Um, so that's setting in a really, really, really important step that people miss. You know, maybe they know that the problem, oh man, I'm always taking a, a beer or two extra at night during this quarantine because I'm just sitting around and it's just there. Um, that if you never take five minutes to think about, well, what can I pre- replace that, that with when I'm craving something like that? Or how much do I want to limit it back? You know, do I want to reserve those drinks for just the weekend? And during the week, I need to have another option instead of that. Um, But I think if you miss that step, it's just a matter of time, you know, a week, two weeks later, where you just kind of fall back into the same, same habit, same routine that you're trying to get out of. Yeah, I think that's super. I think that's so important. I think if people can take away one thing from this podcast, it's set time aside, like, to just plan out your week, plan what you want, plan on what goal you want to focus on this week during this time of quarantine and write it down. And then from there, list some action steps that you're going to take immediately to start implementing that goal. Like you were saying, if you want to get better at your aerobic conditioning, or maybe you want to get stronger um, upper body posterior with your row movements, write that down and then like, all right, what am I going to do today? I'm going to go on YouTube. I'm going to go on Instagram. I'm going to look up some videos. Maybe I'll reach out to a trainer for help, you know, like take those steps, but it all starts with being mindful and taking a step back, taking five, 10 minutes and being like, all right, what do I want to achieve during this time? Yeah, definitely. Um, I also think it's, it's a really, really good time for people to practice some new, um, cooking or meal prepping ideas or methods um, or even getting a new tool in your kitchen to kind of figure out how to use. Um, This is a huge area where I see people struggling so much as their nutrition intake, not just now, but on a, on a, you know, normal routine basis. Um, And a lot of it comes from people don't, people don't meal prep or they don't want to meal prep or they don't want to do it that much. Or then it's a pain in the butt. You got to, you know, uh, shop for everything and and plan it out and cook it 
and then you got to clean it all up and separate it out. Um, but now's a great time where we're home a lot, where we can start to figure that out and start to figure out how to make it easier for ourselves and um, maybe pick out and have two to three of our favorite um, go-to options for breakfast, if that's a meal you struggle with normally. So when this is all over, now you have three breakfast options that you can go to that take you, you know, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes to get ready. And you can go to that during the week when, when we're finished with all this quarantine, the shelter in place. Um, so it's a time where you can practice that and experiment a little bit, maybe get a new piece of, um, um, of something uh, uh, like a cooking um, piece of equipment, like a crock pot or a rice cooker or something like that. Um, and you can play with that and maybe that makes your meal prepping more efficient right. and get good at it. Yeah, what's, uh, have you have you been playing with that at all or what's something that you've recommended to people that that's been easy maybe like a specific breakfast recipe for example yeah um i'm huge on breakfast so we've been doing a lot of different breakfast um ideas um one thing recently i've been doing is um protein cream of wheat i okay. used to have cream of wheat when i was younger yeah, me too. and um yeah so it's good an hour for it to like cool down yeah but <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let it cool down first <laughs> um but i've been doing it with collagen powder um i've nice. been putting the, the collagen protein a couple of scoops of it in making a big serving um you know get like three four servings out of it um yeah, it's been really good and you can make that for you know a couple of days at a time if you do a big batch and it doesn't and get like it doesn't get clumpy because i know a lot of people complain about that yeah you gotta stir it you gotta have the magic touch you know what i mean uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll do a uh, video about it, about how to how to stir your pot when you do cream of wheat, so it comes out smooth. Cream of wheat with collagen protein, and you're yeah. doing like an unflavored uh, collagen. Uh, I got vanilla. Okay. Vanilla. It's been really good. You know, I did some like fresh fruit right on top of that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Yeah, and other things, you know, just simple like you know eggs, some uh, breakfast meat. Cool. You know, throw some spinach, mushrooms, whatever in with the eggs. Nice. Um, what are what are some like supplements people should be taking now? I know I've been recommending a good uh, multivitamin to get my, more micronutrients in because we're finding it hard to get like fresh produce, um, and it's just it's so easy. We're all stuck at home every time I walk by the kitchen. I just want to reach up for like a snack, yeah, instead of like making a salad. So yeah. it's like, why don't you just shore it up in the morning and take a multivitamin you get your at least you get some micronutrients and that's been like my number one recommendation lately yeah yeah that's big you know micronutrients um our multivitamin i always recommend that to everybody um but now especially definitely um especially if you're in an area or in a situation where it's hard to get fresh produce um and then uh what are some other ones that i would definitely recommend um well, definitely like having like, fish oil or, or like a curcumin, something that's a really good, strong anti-inflammatory right now. Um, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say any sort of thing that helps your gut. Mm -hmm. Like I, yeah. had some, I had some stomach issues years ago um, and just like being in this field and talking to different people and seeing a nutritionist. I have one of my like staples that I still take to this day is L-glutamine. I take yeah. it almost every morning. Um, and that's that's helped my stomach tremendously. I know people know it for the effect of like muscle recovery, but I actually use it for my stomach because it, it actually lines the uh, 
small intestinal wall. It's almost like a sealant for it. So yeah. if, you, if you have any sort of GI, you know, gastrointestine or uh, kind of leaky gut syndrome. So like whenever I ate certain meals, it would just kind of hurt. And the uh, L-glutamine kind of just helps those that it's like a sealant and it keeps everything in the inside as opposed to just leaking out. And that sounds kind of gross, but like it, yeah, it's, no, much, it's true. It's pretty much tasteless too, but that's been a game changer um, for my gut health. Definitely. Um, yeah, like 90% of your intestine um, tract is made up of L-glutamine. And it is that barrier, that wall. So, you know, it, it allows your body to digest and break down and then absorb those nutrients without letting other um, harmful things um, pass through, like bacteria, into your bloodstream. You know, you want, you want the nutrients getting absorbed not the other things. So yeah, L-glutamine is a huge one. Um, it's all, it's good to have a good digestive enzyme. Mm. Um, just for when you have those bigger meals. Yeah. Big pro um, like if I have like a steak, I'll take a couple digestive enzymes to help break down that protein. Definitely. Yeah. Steak. Usually I do that or something that has like, just like if I'm eating like a lot of carbs or just a lot of calories. Mm. Um, and then having a greens powder, that's a big one too. You know, we were talking about getting micronutrients and, um, that's a huge one, having a good greens powder, um, as well as a protein powder, you know, just, just want that as backup so you can get your protein intake for the day. And that could be um, like, like you were saying with people struggling with breakfast, that could be a breakfast right there. Yeah. Take, yeah. Like, I was doing that for a while. Yeah. Um, throw a like, couple protein, you know, maybe two scoops of whatever powder you use, you know, some fruit uh, and a, instead of putting like spinach or, um, any other type of micronutrient, you just put that green powder in and you're covering that basis for the rest of the day. And it's so much easier than like I was saying, making a salad. Yeah. Yeah. That can be a great, easy kind of go to even as a snack during yeah. this time, you know, find yourself craving something, whip up protein shake. Um, another good thing too, another little hack that I've been using is, um, and I used to be terrible at this um, is when I get, fresh produce or fruit um especially fruit is to cut it up as soon as you get home so if you get like you know strawberries a container of strawberries or whatever just like cut it all up put it in a bowl um i find that you don't waste it as much um you actually eat it it's now it's a little more accessible it's a little easier to look at that as a snack because you can it's already it's all it's washed it's cut up it's, it's ready to go versus you know, having that kind of strawberries or that salad that hasn't been cut up yet. Now it's like, oh, that's, that's like a little barrier to having that healthier option. And now right. you're going to, you're going to go for that snack, you know, the, whatever, the, the chips that are going to be a little easier to just start snacking on right away. There you go. And that comes down to, you know, just playing with some new ideas and um, practices. You know, it's a lot of times it's not about it taking more time. It's just about like, prepping prepping in advance like thinking about it being conscious about you know does this make sense if i just cut this all up now it's the same work you're just doing it all in five minutes instead mm -hmm. of spaced out you're actually going to use it it's going to be more economically beneficial because you won't waste it healthier for you so on and so forth it all comes down to setting the time aside and being like what do i want why do i want this right beforehand yeah because otherwise yeah. you know otherwise you're just gonna end up not doing it or you do it for like a day right and then and then setting aside time in your calendar to revisit that initial goal setting 
you know, maybe you put it as a reoccurring event. I do that with a lot of my clients. Yeah. Set time aside today to just think about your goals and why you want them. Yeah. Is it related to your kids? Is it related to retirement? Is it related to an athletic performance? Is it related to, you know, uh, an aesthetic goal? Like, what is it? It's good to think about it once, but let's set up little micro times to think about it throughout the month, throughout the year. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a big one. And it's a good time to spend some time right now um, redefining some of those. You know, maybe some of your goals have changed because of what's going on or you have Mm. to um, just redefine them. And that's all right. You take time to do that. Um, I like to do that in the morning. That's kind of, I give myself some headspace in the morning to do that. Um, Maybe just like meditate or breathe. That's another big one. I've been trying to do a lot more breathing. Yeah, in the morning. It's the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. When I jump up in the morning and I'm on my phone, I'm on Instagram, I'm answering emails, I'm answering text messages. Um, I'm kind of just woke up, you know, on fire, just no plan, no direction. I always have a really shitty day. Like it never, it never is just smooth the rest of of the day. It's just like exhausting. Yeah. You're just like spending energy, but it's not directed at anything. By the end of the day, you're just like, Man, you just react. You're reacting awesome. all day. You're reacting to like yeah. just anything. Like if there's a right. show on, you're just reacting. You get distracted. It's like if you just take 10 minutes, like you were saying, breathe, write down some things, your plan for the day, which, what's, what's the goal or what's the behavior that you're working on to mm. reach that outcome goal, you're so much more intentional throughout the day. And then by like, you know, when you're winding down five, six, seven o'clock at night, it's so much more rewarding. Because yeah. you're, living, you're living with more purpose. Yeah, I think now is a perfect time where people can start to pick some of these things. You know, the breathing, uh, focus on nutrition, some of the workout tips. And, you know, you don't have to look at them all. But, like, pick a couple. Pick one, maybe, that you think, man, that might help me. And try it out. Try it out this week. Um, and see if that's not something that helps you feel like you have a little more, a little more control um, over your health, your wellness, your fitness, um, during these times. Cause it is a time where no one really knows what's going on and yeah. no one really knows when we're getting back and people feel like there is a loss of control or totally. even a loss of their like identity for them not being able to work. Um, so they don't really know like who they are cause all of a sudden they're just doing completely different things. Yeah. So I think some of these can kind of help you get some control. Back. Yeah, that's what, I mean, lack of control, that's what leads to anxiety. Right. So, and we can't control the, you know, the end result of this whole thing. We can't control when we go back to work, but you can control setting the day up, working on the things that you can do with your body. You know, like all the things that we were talking about, all the different type of workouts we were talking about, the different nutrition hacks we were talking about it. You can control those things. So if you can, if you can have some sense of control of your day, your anxiety is going to lower. It's going to lower so much. Definitely. Yeah, it'll be huge. It'll, it'll, it'll keep you going. You know, it'll help you focus on the positive things um, that you can do for yourself. And that in turn will help you be more positive. Um, if you are around people right now, or if, even if you're alone, you know, regardless of what your situation is, just being able to be positive and um, work on some things, improve yourself. That's big. Still grow during this time. Yeah, man. Um, the only other thing I would say is um, sleep, you know, it's a time we can focus on sleep. You know, how many, how much of us always say 
we wish he could get more sleep, more consistent sleep. So I've really been getting pretty consistent sleep, um, not sleeping in a lot, but just going to bed um, or trying to go to bed at the same time, like around 11 every night, waking up at seven, like getting straight eight hours, nice. getting up, getting right into that morning routine, um, whatever day, daily structure I have. Um, but that's been feeling really good, man. I feel super rested for yeah. sure. I don't know how you feel, but I feel like super I mean, we just, yeah, I mean, I feel I've been sleeping fine. We, we just moved. So we're just like a little bit yeah, of that's right. there, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not out and about as much. So my body is definitely resting more, but yeah, I've definitely been getting 78 hours and, uh, I, I feel a lot less, a lot less stressed, even like mm. just taking like a walk in the afternoon if it's sunny out i just yeah, it's beautiful out right now too yeah yeah definitely but i think everyone you're right everyone should capitalize on sleep For so sure. many of bring my, it all together 70 percent of my clients especially ones with kids and i'm sure it's probably still hard to sleep like soundly with kids um are are don't get quality sleep oh yeah sleep i'm talking like sure. five six seven max hours of sleep definitely most people for sure. But if you don't have that commute that you usually have, especially if you're going to the city or a lot of my clients travel or on planes like every single week, this could be, this could be like really big Yeah. in terms of catching up on sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's, and it's something that nothing can really replicate or replace. You know, if you don't get those seven to nine hours of sleep every night, you just, um, there's just going to be a lot of things that won't work right in your body and yeah. nothing else will be able to kind of cover that up long-term. Yeah. Definitely. I always tell like my clients, you know, and maybe instead of doing that, if you're one of those people who just push yourself every day, instead of getting the seventh, you know, hit workout of the week, maybe you get an extra hour of sleep today. It's going to maybe be more beneficial for you in the long run. Definitely. Definitely time to focus on recovery, um, you know, relaxation methods, kind of um, getting control over your, your, um, emotional state and being able to control that anxiety for sure, man. Yeah. Winding down, getting the blue light out of your room, maybe putting the phone in a different room, using an alarm clock. Um, just really being more intentional about like, this is my time to wind down and actually get quality sleep. Not like you're on your phone. You're just kind of like watching TV, you know, really just set time aside to wind down get rid of anything in your room that is like has a light and just go to sleep. Sure. Yeah. And take all these habits, you know, with you beyond this, this quarantine, you know, you can come out of this even with one habit that's more beneficial that, or one improvement that you made on yourself. I think that's, that's yeah. awesome. But I think we should all have at least one that we're focusing yeah. on. 100%. And that being said, real quick on sleep, I know some people it's not as easy as just fall asleep. Um, but I think we can say that for another podcast, different methods or uh, even supplements out there yeah. that, that could assist. But I mean, we could talk all day about that. Yeah, that's another huge topic. Big one. Um, yeah. So if you don't have anything else, Steve, I think, I think we'll kind of cut it there. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to throw in? Uh, no, I mean, I'm just, if you take maybe just one thing from this, just set time aside to have a plan during this time and come out with, like you were saying, maybe one or two things that you got better at so that when the gyms open back up and your normal schedule gets back to where it was, you'll be able to get, jump right into it with some improvements. Definitely, man. Um, I agree a hundred percent. Take this time, find some way you can improve your, your daily habits, your daily routines, 
um, your your fitness, wellness, um, whatever that might be. But hopefully, we threw out some some tips and tricks that you guys can play around with, um, try out. Um, and if you guys have questions, you can reach out to either of us. On um, you can reach me at on Instagram. My handle is at fitasbruck. Uh, it's F I T A S B R U C K. And uh, Steve, if you want to tell them where people can reach you at, yeah, mostly uh, on Instagram. And you could, if you wanted to, you know, talk more, you could DM me on there or email me. But my um, Instagram handle is at murraymania32. Nice. All right, Steve. Well, uh, that's episode one quarantine hacks for you guys um in the books hopefully you enjoyed it um we got more episodes on the way so stay tuned with us um this has been the strongest self podcast um episode one with your hosts steve murray and zach bruckner all right everybody until next time see you guys thanks for listening in to the strongest self podcast If you found this episode helpful, make sure you tell a friend or family member who would enjoy it as well. If you have questions or comments for us, or just want to increase your knowledge around health and fitness, you can follow us both on Instagram, Steve Murray at MurrayMania32, or myself, Zach Bruckner, at FitAsBruck. Shoot us a DM there or leave a comment for us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time.